Welcome to On Texas Football, Saturday edition. It's the Saturday Conversation with Paul Wadlington, uh, columnist and author of Thinking Texas Football, also a columnist with InsideTexas.com. Welcome in, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, took a three-day hiatus in Rocky Mountain National Park to do a bunch of hiking with the boy. Uh, the boy has stolen my 2023 Thinking Texas Football, and he's drawing uh, mustaches on all the Longhorn players. There it is, right there. Thank you, Bobby. Right on cue. Uh, and uh, I'm feeling rejuvenated. I think we got a lot of our anger out with the last uh, last installment talking about Tim none the, none the wiser. And uh, I think uh, we're feeling good now. We can move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I want to promote your book. So in a second, I want to get you to tell people how they can get it. Uh, but first, I want to get I want to get down and and try to talk about what we're going to talk about and try to focus on uh, today. Uh, and that is the move. You wrote an article for Inside Texas, and I feel like it it deserves a little extra attention. Uh, the move for, for Texas to go away from 12 personnel to 11 personnel. Now, 12 personnel, for those unfamiliar, one running back, two tight ends. That means one and two. That's, that's how it works. 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end. Uh, you enumerated a number of reasons why Texas would do that and how the offense would change because of it. Let's just start with the bottom line, with the very first fact, the, the people are changing, right? That's reason number one. The personnel Steve Sarkeesian has is different this year than last year, and that predicates a move of this sort, correct? Exactly right. And in fact, that was set up by Isaiah Nayor, blowing out his knee because then it became uh, in Sark's opinion. And I think for with some justification, the number two tight end was more valuable on the field than our number three wide receiver, because no one stepped up in, in Isaiah Nayor's stead. And you didn't have that big X threat on the outside to really help open up that three wide receiver, wide receiver set. Um, you just didn't have someone step up in his place. So Sark realized from a personnel standpoint that was his best bet also for the second reason, which is that you have effectively a freshman quarterback. You're starting two freshman offensive linemen and a true sophomore guard. Uh, there's a lack of experience there. And what you're able to do with two tight ends is create more max protection scenarios. You're able to create easier run fits or pardon me. You're creating harder run fits for the defense you're creating an easier run blocking for the offense. Meaning if you've got a move tight end, you know, typically Jatavian Sanders filled that role. They call him the sniffer nowadays. I have no idea why. We used to call him an H back back in the Joe Gibbs days with the Washington Redskins. But he's the guy that's moving in motion and he's going to be a lead blocker typically, or he's going to uh, go against the counter action when we run a counter. That's and just steal, he steals the backside half the time. Steals the backside or he's a lead blocker, right? Yep. And you also you're creating a little bit more diversity in the running game and you're really helping out your offensive linemen because now your line calls are things like block down or everyone block left. And that's a lot more palatable for two true freshmen. That's a lot more palatable for Quinn Ewers to help coordinate at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we also had more max protect situations and passing downs. Uh, obviously we didn't exploit those the way we should have in the play action game. Uh, and that's something that I think will improve. But also Quinn Ewers, not in his real spread quarterback DNA. He wasn't bred to do the traditional play action passing game. 
he was more into the RPO passing game, which although it is a play action, it's a form of play action, you're never taking your eyes off the defense in an RPO. In traditional play action where you're turning and putting your belt, your, your ball in the belly of the, the running back, your back is to the defense. And then when you turn back around, you're seeing a different scene. You've got to marry up your steps, the rhythm of the throw. And if you grew up in just pure spread offenses, you don't naturally know how to do that. So it's an old school quarterbacking technique that you have to learn. One of the things that I, I just thought, you know, I thought uh, part of it too last year, they went with Andre Carriage at tight end. Indeed. You know, and so it's not to, to accomplish some of what you're talking about. Sark just said, you know what, what the heck? Um, you know, given that we, they know we don't have a third receiver on the outside that scares them and that we're not going to throw to that second tight end all that often. They just went with another offensive lineman in that. I want to get back to talk a little bit more about this, but first tell folks how they can get the Longhorn football perspective, thinking Texas football by none other than our own Paul Wadlington. Well, thanks, Bobby. I appreciate that. Uh, the burnt orange Bible, some people have called it. And by some people, I mean me in an attempt to market the product, Bobby. <laughs> Uh, it's the 11th annual edition. I've written this thing 11 times. I've got the gray hairs to prove it, Bobby. Uh, but it's a, it's a labor of love. And if you go and read the reviews right now on Smashwords, on Apple, and of course on Amazon, you'll see a bunch of glowing five-star reviews, which I'm absolutely gratified and really uh, happy to see. So I really appreciate all of you who have written reviews. If you're on the fence, or you kind of got your toe dipped in the water, uh, jump in. The water's fine. It's 177 pages. 54,000 words. It is, I promise you, the most comprehensive, most analytical, informative, and entertaining uh, football preview on the market uh, to include, I think, all the football previews, uh, but specifically about the Longhorns and all of our opponents. There's also a lot of extra content in it. It's not just straight uh, football or roster analysis. Here's where you can buy it. You can buy it, of course, at Amazon. That's where you buy the print version. Uh, and they'll get it to you within 48 hours if you're a Prime member. You could also go buy it on Apple if you're an iPad user or an iPhone user, easy as pie, or if you can read, want to read it on your Mac on the big screen. All the beautiful photos that Will Gallagher took uh, will be there in living color, and they're absolutely fantastic. Will Gallagher is a treasure, uh, not just for this preview. I couldn't do it without him, but he's a treasure at Inside Texas, a, an amazingly gifted photographer, nay, Bobby, a visual artist. I, I will give him that moniker. Uh, he's a really talented guy and a great guy. And then finally, Smashwords. Smashwords is an independent publisher that you can purchase at. And the reason that I sell it on Smashwords is it's compatible with any device. So if you want to read it in an EPUB format for Apple, you can buy it there. If you want to read it on your Kindle, all you do is buy the MOBI or the MOBI uh, version for Kindle. Uh, and it's it's a phenomenal, easy process to do. That's what a lot of people buy on. Uh, and so those are the three places you can get it. You can get the print version in your hands. You can get the electronic versions right now as we're speaking. And uh, you can find out why it's getting all these nice reviews and people are saying all these nice things about it. Uh, as I said, it's a labor of love and it's, it's an in-depth in breakdown of the entire Longhorn roster. Every player, every position, every unit. Here's what I want to say about it, Paul, is sure. that you mentioned it's 177 pages. Yep. There the may page. be a quarter page of an ad in this whole thing. Yep. Okay. That, that tells me that it's not going to be one of those flimsy little thin magazines. This is nice and thick, uh, big, bigger print, which is good uh, for this. 
And then also I would say it's, it's all related to the Longhorns. This yeah. isn't one or two pages like you see in the previews about Texas. And then you get 150 pages about everybody else. This is all about Texas. So if you're, you're a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, then it, it, you probably are if you're watching this show, let's be honest, uh, thinking Texas football would be a great uh, gift, not only for yourself, but also for uh, others that are like-minded as you are. All right, hey, Paul, the other thing I wanted to mention as it relates to all of this uh, going from 12 personnel to 11 personnel, a lot of it is also, and I use the word predicated uh, to talk about last year. This year, you add A.D. Mitchell to the mix. Oh, yeah. Isaiah Naor ostensibly coming back full go as well. And then you have Xavier Worthy, who's healthy, Jordan Whittington. And then you have some young guys in Jontae Cook and DeAndre Moore, who also have shown well. Casey Kane returns. It's a different receiver room now, right? And so how much does that play into a factor of what Sark is going to want to do? It's huge. And complementary to that, Bobby, is within the receivers – there are the distinct body types and skill sets that offer the diversity in the passing game that you want. Meaning, you know, a lot of people will liken your receiving core to trying to creating a basketball team, right? You want a, a, a shifty point guard, you want a, a change of direction, small forward, and then you want the big, you want your power forward who's going to control the boards and, and win those balls. You've got A.D. Mitchell and Isaiah now Nayor outside who are, are that big classic X receiver. You've got Xavier Worthy, who's effectively your move wide receiver. He's your motion wide receiver. He's going to be our Devontae Smith in three wide, right? Sark's going to use him to hunt matchups, and he just wants to get the ball in his hands. Uh, look, Worthy was miscast as our deep threat. Sark knows that. Worthy knows that. We were doing the best we could last year. Now Worthy's going to get to be that guy that he wants to be from his freshman year. And then finally... You got Jordan Whittington, who is a bodied up, strong, powerful, smart, football savvy veteran slot receiver who's Mr. Reliable. And then those three guys inside of them is JT Sanders, whether on the move, creating a mismatch and an overload against a zone or has got his hand down, right, trying to get a matchup on a, a linebacker. God help that guy. Uh, it's just that is a formidable group of, of, of pass catchers. And we've got depth behind them, you know. The thing you keep hearing about DeAndre Moore, the thing you keep hearing about Jontae Cook is these are very sophisticated young freshmen. They know the playbook. They know what they're supposed to do. Uh, they catch the ball. And, and they are guys we are going to play in the rotation. Uh, they're not going to be featured. It's, it's too much of a log jam for that to happen. But they're going to play, and they're going to contribute. And then finally, as Isaiah Nayors, this X factor, if he's fully recovered, Bobby, Woo, this isn't a top 10 national wide receiver core. This is a top three national wide receiver. And, and I'm not blowing smoke here. Uh, that's just the reality of the talent. If you assess it with a, 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 a reasonable eye. Speaking with Paul Wallington of InsideTexas.com and the author of Thinking Texas Football. Uh, Paul, uh, another topic here that, that we can kind of delve into is of the 11 personnel, we've been talking about what it means as a receiver group. Uh, and what it means as a tight end group, but we haven't mentioned what it means at running back. Yes. Um, Texas has an interesting group, right? Jonathan Brooks is thought to be the leader uh, mm -hmm. going into fall camp. However, Steve Sarkeesian has said, we don't know if he's an eight to 10 carry guy 
or a 20 carry guy because of his, his injury history. He's clearly, according to Sark, shown the ability to be a spark plug in that eight to 10 carry, two, three reception type category. But can he be a, a, a term that was used on Friday in the live stream, a bell cow running back? We haven't seen that yet on the college level from him. Keelan Robinson returns as yep. well. He has been, you talked about a move wide receiver with, with Xavier Worthy. Keelan Robinson's been the motion guy uh, mm -hmm. for the running backs and, and caught a, I mean, a touchdown against, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma, for example. He, he caught fell. 21 balls last year, Bobby. Yeah, he fell. He fell and still scored a touchdown against Oklahoma. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> He's let's clear. Lost. yeah, I mean, so th there's that. Then you start adding in younger guys like uh, Cedric Baxter, who we think has some, some real special potential. Jaden Blue, Trey Wisner, <clears throat> also involved there as well. How's that one look to you? How, are they going to do any two-back looks? Will they even go zero? So, I mean, what are your your thoughts on the backfield as a whole as it relates to that? If we do a two-back look, Keelan Robinson's going to be one of the two backs, and it's a pass play. Uh, we're, we're trying to lure them into a certain coverage, and it's a, it's a, it's a misdirection pass play, uh, probably to Keelan in the flat or – uh, A.D. Mitchell down the sideline. So we should not be playing much two running back personnel. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Uh, our best formations are going to be 11 and 12. And I think we're going to see less 12. By the way, 12 ain't going away. Steve Sarkeesian loves that formation because of some of the matchups and coverages you can get out of it that, that are dictated. Uh, but I, I think it's a waste. You, look, sometimes you just have to be as simplistic as is there a second running back better than A.D. Mitchell? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Or Jordan Whittington. Or Jordan Whittington. Or Xavier Worthy. Or uh, Akil Nayor. The answer is no. Or Jatavian Sanders if you're running, uh, you know, 20-type personnel, right? Uh, or or um, uh, 10, I should say. So uh, will we see some empties? That's a great question. I think when we do see an empty set, it's going to be the, the running backs motioning out. And then you got Jatavian Sanders split out. Uh, so your personnel is still 11 technically, right? But you're now in five wide effectively. And then obviously the ball is going to get up pretty quickly in that formation. Uh, and you're only going to do that against secondaries that you don't have much respect for, that you just feel like you can overstress them and, Put some guys in bad bad positions um I, I think the i think that's what's so exciting is the level of different options now in terms of running back you raised a great point about the bell cow 
Uh, not only is it Sark's history to have a bell cow at USC, at Washington, certainly at Texas, is even Alabama at Alabama, Texas Longhorn lore and our love of running backs. We love the bell cow. We love Ricky Earl, even Jamal Charles, Cedric Benson. These guys that are still, uh, you know, put putting it to the defense on their 25th and 28th carry of the game right deep in the fourth quarter. I don't think we have that guy. Not yet. I think C.J. Baxter is going to be that guy eventually. Uh, so I think it's going to be a running back by, by committee, Bobby, ultimately. And, and Steve Sarkeesian musing out loud about Jonathan Brooks, I think that was revealing. Because I think his asking the question was actually a means of asserting something that he may actually think, which yeah. is Brooks is a 12-touch, 15-touch guy, and that's fine. Because Keelan's going to be a five-touch guy. Jaden Blue's going to be seven. C.J. Baxter, as we integrate him, and he gets more used to freshman jitters. You know, he may not be the guy you want to run out against Alabama, right? <laughs> and, and have him picking up Dallas Turner and pass protection. I got to say this. You were talking about being strong in the fourth quarter, and I, I just remember I just immediately thought of Jamal Charles in the fourth quarter against Nebraska, and what a heroic performance that was. In the fourth quarter of a guy that wasn't built to be a fourth quarter running back, by the way. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable. All right. Uh, please say thank you to our sponsor, if you would, Paul. You guys want a bell cow? Here's a bell cow right here. You need to go get your milk from this bell cow. And I'm talking about mortgages. Uh, Gabe Winslow, UT grad, avid fan. Uh, he's got a law degree from a top 15 law school. Uh, really sharp guy. He's been on every aspect of the mortgage industry. He's been on the title side. He just knows this stuff inside and out. Bobby, when you're making the biggest financial decision of your life, which is for 99% of us buying our house, don't just go with your cousin's brother's friend or the guy who lives down your street because he's close and you're, you're familiar with him. You need to shop. You need to go for the best. And whether it's your first call or your last call, that call needs to go to Gabe Winslow, 832-557-1095, or go to www.mortgagesbygabe.com. I got to say, uh, using the right person uh, for a mortgage uh, is uh, a big deal, because if you don't, you can leave thousands of dollars on the table accidentally and not even know it. And not, not even know it. it. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Paul, let's keep going a, a little bit further here on the Saturday conversation with Paul Wadlington. You know, I, I'm looking at this and I've, I've looked at what's happened this past week uh, with Texas recruiting, adding DeAndre Robinson. Uh, Jerry and I have talked extensively about how important he was to this uh, recruiting class. I've also mentioned uh, just how much it means to get those interior defensive linemen in the in the SEC and get ready for those guys. Did you think that was a sigh of relief when DeAndre Robinson fell for the Longhorns? Or is this more, were you kind of, like, okay, now they're getting it. I mean, what were your, what were your thoughts? In, in, in I, I, I got to say, from a pure a talent and potential standpoint, I think you should be about as excited about this guy as any recruit that Texas has. Uh, I think he's got a lot of untapped potential. And the schools that like DeAndre Robinson appear to be in love with DeAndre Robinson because I think they see that potential. I don't pretend to know him or his athletic character or any of that. I do think he's a guy, like many defensive linemen, who's going to have to learn how to work and bring it consistently uh, and not just 
get by on superior ability and, and outstanding athletic ability. That applies, by the way, that's not a criticism. That applies to most defensive linemen, uh, whether they're jumping from high school to college or college to the NFL. It's a, it's a very common, Bobby, you know better than anyone. That's a very common descriptor of defensive linemen in general. Yep. One of the things that I like so much about him, uh, it is rare. There are a lot of players that can be a three technique or a five technique. Yes. There are not a ton that can be a zero or a three effectively. And DeAndre Robinson fits that bill. So he gives your defense perhaps, uh, you know, just more versatility up front if he can really handle the nose or go out to three and pass. You know, it's just, it's it's impressive. You take off the nose guard in passing situations and move him down to a, a zero tech, and all of a sudden you've got a, a, an advanced pass rusher coming from inside. Right? And athleticism. I mean, he had 89 tackles last year, 18 tackles for loss, and nine sacks, Paul. That's, yeah, that, and the, that's a lot of work for a big guy. It, that's a great work rate, right? Yep. Um, and in the era of the spread – Amassing statistics at defensive tackle is not easy, even at the high school level. I mean, the, the ball's getting out, they're running out. Uh, you know, it, I think that's that speaks a lot to his athleticism. And you saw some things off the field. You know, he threw up some little vanity things on Instagram, but he's dunking a basketball. He's doing some jumps in the weight room. He's landing softly like a cat at 300 pounds, right? I mean, totally unlike me, by the way. If totally I unlike me, Bobby. You hear me land when I jump. Uh, I can assure you. Uh, but yeah, he he's that's an intriguing level of athleticism. And you know what, Bobby? It's a kind of interior defensive lineman you really only find in large numbers in SEC country. It, yep. It's just it's just the fact of the matter. And these are the guys Texas has to go get when we're not happy necessarily with the crop in state. And the fact that we can go into the state of Florida, I mean, God, I'm excited about what we do in Arizona. Every year we go to Arizona and we go get a top five guy or two, right? Uh, but now we're going into Louisiana every year and grabbing one or two top five guys. We're, we're high on the list for Wardell Mack, right? We're now going after Florida elite dudes that the home, the home school is invested in. You go and read the Florida boards. By the way, Florida's killing it right now in recruiting, if, if y'all don't know that. Uh, I think their class is ranked third or fourth at the moment. Uh, but they were distraught that they didn't get Robinson. I mean, he was a he was a heavy target for the Gators. So this is a get that Texas fans should should feel really good about. Yep. All right. Um, Paul, that's going to do it for this afternoon or for today's conversation on, on the Saturday conversation. Uh, once again, folks, uh, please think about getting Paul's book. Uh, Thinking Texas Football or the 2023 Longhorn Football Prospectus. You can find it on Smashwords, Apple, or Amazon in print or digital format. Uh, give it a shout. Paul, thank you so much, my man. Uh, we'll talk again next week. Hey, Bobby, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'm sure underneath the video, we'll have some, uh, some links that if you want to grab this book, uh, you guys could get it in your hot hands as quickly as possible. All right. For Paul Wallington, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.